I am pleased to be joined by the governor this morning. It's Governor Travis Kelsey is here. Governor, you got back from Kansas City in the last nice game pretty quickly this morning, huh? <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good game last night, wasn't it? Yeah, well, the basketball game was in New York, that's for sure. The football game for you and uh, Taylor Swift, not so good. And by the way, could you explain to the listeners exactly what I am talking about? I think you're talking about the fact that uh, Annie was Taylor Swift and I was Kelsey for Halloween. That's exactly what I was talking about. Fabulous picture posted on your uh, Twitter X account this morning as well. Uh, actually, last month as well. But uh, tell the folks what you did on Halloween. Did, they, did kids come to the governor's mansion? Is that what you guys did? You came out and you were wearing the number 87 jersey. It was a great look. Uh, we had more kids visit than ever before. We ran out of candy bars, uh, but fortunately late in the night. Uh, Annie and I thought we were so original. Then we found out there were millions of uh, Kelsey and Taylor costumes sold for Halloween. We were part of the Swifties. And uh, you stayed busy over the weekend. You were down at Madison Square Garden. I was there as well, of course, for the UConn-Indiana game. And you were doing a little cheerleading, weren't you? Uh, I was there. I was cheerleading. Um, you know, we had a lot of Connecticut there, but there's also some Indiana there. So we had to uh, show our colors and guys are tough, aren't they? They were tough under the basket. Tough in that game and tough in last night's game as well. And just giving equal time, you were also at the women's game in Hartford against Dayton back on the 8th. Saw you there with Attorney General Tong. So you becoming quite the basketball aficionado? I love uh, UConn basketball. Uh, they're winners. They really bring the state together. That's our team. All right, on to the topics of the day here. I know where you were yesterday is uh, you weren't in Madison Square Garden. You were in Milford. As the story this morning is about we need $6 billion to get our infrastructure back up to speed. I don't know where that money's coming from, but you were in uh, Milford yesterday. What were you doing there? Uh, there's something called the Devon Bridge in Milford. It was built uh, during um, Teddy Roosevelt's time. It's been upgraded several times since then. Don't panic. Trains have to slow down when they go over because it's so old. And uh, Connecticut is really punching above its uh, weight right now. It's really good. We're getting um, a lot of federal funding uh, to rebuild our roads and bridges. You know, every bridge you go, we fix saves you about two minutes on the commute. Let me tell you, we got about 200 bridges, rail bridges in the state. Man, we talked about $6 billion needed. That federal help you're talking about, I'm sure, is some of it. Where's the rest of it come from? Well, we have a gasoline tax, and that goes into the Transportation Reserve Fund. And fortunately, uh, we have good reserves in there, so we can put up our, say, 20%, so we're able to uh, come in right alongside the Fed. So when they do $2 billion for the Devon Bridge and a couple of the other ones, we have to come up with $400 million, but we're leveraging that money uh, five to one. It's a good deal. And along those same lines, a couple days ago, you were involved in the Connecticut Infrastructure Summit to discuss the future of transportation, housing, and more. What was accomplished there? What is this state going to look like in 12 years? We know about, um, you know, the housing in New London. We know about high-speed rail. But what does this mean when you put together all the puzzle pieces? And what it means is we have a lot of people moving into our cities, more people moving into the state than ever before. And it also means big transportation hubs. And for our small towns, it means microtransit, where you grab your iPhone and you're able to get a, a van in very inexpensively to help you get around in our more rural communities.
Governor, we had a tragic event take place a few weeks ago here in town with a visiting nurse getting murdered. And I wonder what thoughts you might have on what happened in that case, but more generally, what protections will be changed in the future so this doesn't happen again to protect people like visiting nurses? That was nurses so tragic. You know, she was a also um, uh, a mom for foster kids, and she was a DCF uh, mom of the year some years ago. She was a saint. She was an angel. Um, every time these visiting nurses go into a home, um, there's a little bit of risk. I think we should have better done a better job because she was going into a facility where there were a lot of, um, you know, ex-felons in there. And um, we have to make sure that there are other people there alongside, maybe a buddy system, a little uh, better uh, transparency there. Um, it was tragic, and um, my heart goes out to her family. Are the wheels in motion to make those changes? Oh, absolutely. Look, generally speaking, that's the way it works. We thought there were other people in this particular facility. Uh, they didn't happen to be. Um, be, be it alert um, buttons, be it other ways we can uh, notice people, keep them safe. I tend to think the buddy system is the best. Another thing that's been in the news lately has been hate crimes on college campuses. What's being done to attack that? Boy, well, two things. Um, as you maybe know, we have a new uh, commissioner of public safety, Ronell Higgins. He was a head of public safety at Yale for many years. So we're pretty good when it comes to what was going on on the college campuses. You know, given Israel, Gaza, the stresses are heavy. There's a lot of hate speech. We have to do everything we can to make sure our hate speech does not turn into hate crimes. Yesterday, I met with all the university presidents and the concerns they have, ways we work together, ways we work with the student uh, associations, doing everything they can to lower the temperature. A week ago today, you and the Lieutenant Governor Bysowitz joined United Way for the launch of the Rapid Response Fund for Homelessness. Their investment is a true lifeline to many, especially as we face the winter and anticipate an added increase in need for shelter and assistance. How does this Rapid Response Fund for Homelessness work? Yeah, so, uh, so homelessness is creeping up. And uh, a lot of that, I think, is related to high rents and some evictions. We've got, um, you know, a plan in place, money, so we can get $5,000 so you can stay in your apartment and give you time to work through that. But that said, um, when it comes to homelessness, it's creeping up. We're a lot like in New York and Massachusetts. We've got to stay ahead of this. You know, number one, we're building more supportive housing than ever before. And the Rapid Response Fund uh, form is just a way that you can dial 211 get all the support you need. Make that easy in one place. That's everything from food support to a roof over your head. When we talked last month, you've kind of unveiled the uh, first reporting of the new campaign cornerstone commercial for Connecticut's new travel and tourism and economic development theme, Make It Here. Well, then, on November the 9th, you debuted the Maker's Manifesto, did you know edition a lighthearted video what's the concept behind the makers manifesto <laughs> look make it here well, we've done a lot of the surveys people are feeling very positive about living in connecticut playing in connecticut the connecticut lifestyle a lot of young people think our industries are sort of uh, old industries so we really wanted thanks to anthony anthony put this together we're one of the most innovative economies in the world 
Insurance is not a bunch of guys in green and eye shades and a ledger sheet. It's a really advanced computer science and how you can reduce risk. You know, submarines is not um, necessarily old manufacturing. It's very much computer driven. So we're really trying to show how this is an innovative, entrepreneurial, advanced economy where young people want to be. Yeah, I watched the video. It's about a minute long, and it's kind of high-tech and kind of clever about things that are made in Connecticut and so forth. Is that going to be changing week to week? Will there be more versions of that down the road? Uh, right now, we're getting that version out in a big way, and then there will be other versions, sort of maybe a little more localized as time goes on. And that's really about attracting young families. We had tens of thousands of new young families move to the state just last year. want to keep up that positive momentum. And along the way, Wayne, we've also got um, Feel the Vibe, and that's about our tourism economy. More people have visited the state over the last few years, especially in uh, southeast Connecticut, uh, enjoying what they see, and a lot of them want to stay. Last week, you announced Connecticut businesses will receive a 10% decrease in workers' compensation rates in 2024. What does that mean to local business? That means local businesses are getting safer, and because they're getting safer, that means our workers' compensation um, fee is going down, and that saves a small business a little bit of money. Uh, we're also looking at the unemployment uh, rate, made sure that did not go up. So, um, and, and by the way, we have uh, much lower unemployment than the national average. So we're making progress there. Bottom line, it's going to cut uh, taxes for small business. I don't think I've ever used the phrase uh consensus revenue forecast before but you and the office of policy and management secretary jeff beckham released statements in response to the consensus revenue forecast in november of 23 what should we know about that well you should know that um we're on track to have our um uh fifth surplus in a row uh that we're still in the black but uh, there are some uh, mild storm clouds out there. Sales tax revenue is going down a little bit. Capital gains is going down a little bit. So it's not going to be the big surpluses we had in yesteryear that allowed us to pay down all that pension debt. But the good news is, unlike New York City and some other states, uh, we're still in the black. We have people listening right now and people throughout the state who do utilize the newly legalized cannabis laws and there are some changes in the availability of that starting December 1st, which is about a week and a half away. Department of Consumer Protection released that information. So what's the news for the folks who want to get a little more cannabis? I think it uh, sort of impacts uh, exactly how much you can buy. We're fine-tuning a program that rolled out pretty successfully. Um, you know, Unlike, say, New York, where they only had one or two distribution um, and the black market still controlled, uh, we got it out there. It's uh, be able to be safely delivered, and we're getting the black market, the underground market, out of business. That's where the real risk was. That's where the danger was. Customers will be able to get a half an ounce more of raw flour or the equivalent per transaction. Hey, you were in New London a few weeks ago to announce the new Connecticut 2024 Teacher of the Year, Kiana Foster Morrow. Give us some thoughts on what she brings to the table. Uh, I love her. Uh, the, you know why? Because the kids loved her. Uh, she's in an arts magnet school. And in this day and age, we're talking about STEM and science and tech and engineering. She also says a little bit of the arts is sometimes what captures a kid's imagination. 
makes him a better student and may make him a better engineer at the end of the day. Nothing like love of learning. You know what I learned on your social media page? Uh, El Grasso became the first female governor to be elected in her own right in the, U- in the, the USA. And a statue of Ella is found on the south facade of the Capitol overlooking the governor's parking space. So when you show up at the Capitol, there's Ella Grasso staring at you? That is very true. I look up at Ella every time I arrive. Look, we got a lot of uh, old white generals around the uh, pedestals of the Capitol. I think we got to uh, shake it up. And Ella is uh, great. She was such a role model for um, Susan Beiswitz and a lot of other uh, women thinking about getting the public service. Got to love Ella. Yeah, I like putting that information out. And lastly, you did something yesterday or a day or two ago that I've never done. Not only did you finish the New York Times crossword puzzle, but tell us what the theme of that crossword puzzle was. Uh, they asked, uh, what's the greatest uh, state in the United States of America? And the answer was Connecticut. I'm not sure what they asked, but I do know, know what the answer was, Connecticut. And you really finished that puzzle, huh? I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Well, the whole thing was done on the social media page, but at least you knew what the Connecticut answer was, and I guess I could have gotten that one, too. I that one. All righty. Okay. Governor, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Wayne. Good to see you. And that would be Ned Lamont, the governor of Connecticut on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM. He can go finish that crossword puzzle now.